Hi, I'm Issa Adney, and your word of the week is assiduous. Assiduous is an adjective that means being diligent, perseverant, and full of effort. Keep working hard and persevering on the project you're working on right now. A gentleman knows that assiduousness always leads to success. watching something then that you're still in the same yeah it is, it is kind of the same thing so I can't really sit and watch sports uh, UFC fights are the ones I can watch boxing or UFC are the ones I could watch because a lot is happening but like basketball soccer football it gets repetitive I watch the NBA finals and that's it okay fair enough because that's when it matters I think yeah. with a lot of sports because now they introduce this tournament in season for basketball so I guess that's to try to heighten what the regular season is because there's a lot of redundancy in the regular season like yeah. at least in football every game matters yes. but then the problem is it's very top heavy so yeah. usually you know what teams are going to be there in the end very seldom do you have a situation where it's just four randoms from right. they were they were not good the year prior and, and then they came out of nowhere football one thing that bugs me and i understand why they do it it's because it's such a taxing physical mm -hmm. it's like so taxing physically but i think for football it, it's annoying because they only play one game it's like single elimination yeah so yeah NBA, there's seven. You know which team is better. You guys yeah. play seven games. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you, you play best of seven. You know who's better. Football, you have a team that, that beats one team during the regular season, but then they see each other in the playoffs, mm -hmm. and they lose. It's like, who's better? Yeah, because the funny thing is it's every given Sunday, and then on top of that, all it takes, and this is what's a beautiful thing about professional sports is, all it takes is all of us to play our best game today. Yeah. And that's more than enough to take us to where we got to go. You can have the greatest team of all time. If they get outplayed that one day, are you the greatest of all time? Like the 2007 Patriots were so much better. They so were undefeated, good. greatest offense of all time until that particular time. Their defense was amazing. They yeah. had so many Hall of Famers on that team yeah. and people who probably would have been Hall of Famers if they won the Super Bowl. And then the Giants came in for one game. And yeah. the entire playoff run, one game. It just took one game, you play your best football, and you win. Yeah. And by the end of the year, when you look back on that team, they were not the best team in the league. They For weren't sure. the best team in their conference, I and mean, they were able to get the job done. It happened. I mean, that's kind of how it is with fighting, too. Mm -hmm. you, make, you make one mistake in fighting, and you're done. You could be doing the entire fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make um, one mistake. Adesanya. When, when, no, no, not Adesanya. Uh, um... Uh, um, uh, Usman, Usman, Usman yeah. when he fought against um, Edwards. He made one mistake, boom. Yep. And now he's, he's out of it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's interesting how sports work that way. I think that's similar to life. I think life works that way too. I think if you fuck up in life one time, you, you get in one accident, your entire life's ruined and changed forever. Yeah. So that's just the nature of the universe, bro. You can't do nothing about that. Yeah, is it like a, uh, a freak accident or just complacency that you think it could... I don't know. I like to think of it as destiny. You like to think of it as destiny? Interesting. Destiny. I think, I think there's a... Some things are just meant to be. Mm -hmm. So, like, if, if a freak accident happens... Because there's avoidable accidents and yeah. if there's freak accidents. If it's a freak accident, it's like, guess what God wanted you to be. Yeah. 
And then you have to find a way to deal with that adversity. Like I, I, I always looked at it from like ground karma, air karma. I remember Patrice O'Neill had a great joke about it. Ground karma. Talk, and yeah, air it's karma. like he, when he talked about how he doesn't, he's not concerned about being a good Samaritan, while he's just, let's say, if he's crossing the street or something like that, he sees an old woman with her bags. Ah, who gives a fuck? Just go about his day. Yeah. But if he's on a plane, he would help. Oh wow, you need help? Let me put your luggage up in there. You see me, God? I'm a good person, right? Because of the air, it's out of your control. But yeah. if you're like you're on the ground. There could be cars approach. All right, I see the car. I'll just move out of the way of wherever. One of the it's craziest at. thing is though, I don't even think you're ever in control anywhere. I don't right. think so either. Cause I saw a video where this dude was on a um, he's on a motorcycle, yeah. just sitting at the red light, and then a car speeds past the intersection, hits a pickup truck. The pickup truck goes flying into the motorcyclist, and he survived. Yeah. The the person who was on uh, um, on the high speed chase, they died. But then you could just imagine just sitting there at a red light, then immediately, bam. Car comes flying right into your motorcycle. You can't do anything. That's what I'm saying, bro. This it's a freak it's, accident. At some point, it's or like destiny. Could destiny. be destiny. It's destiny. Like there, some things are just destiny. Like that's how it is supposed to be. That's what God has intended for the universe. Mm. And you can't really argue with that because it's it's like it's one of these things where we don't really know as human beings. We're so tiny. We're like mm -hmm. these little people. Like we don't know anything, bro. So yeah, it's it's weird. I think life is weird in that way. But I think there's a poetic nature to life. I talk about it all the time, where it just feels right. Some things just feel right. When, when something is too, too perfect, like mm -hmm. the storyline is too good, you're like, this feels right. Like this guy needs to be here. Right, I think there's a lot of different moments in which that happens. And what's interesting is in, a per I can't say, cause it's very anecdotal. Right. I can't say what percentage of people don't experience that kind of destiny kind of feeling because there's a lot of people who just they're in, I don't want to say in the way people but they're in the way people right, right. NPCs. NPCs you're just existing yeah. right you're not really living so with that being the case it makes me wonder for those who never have like that destiny moment do they ever have like an epiphany at one point you're on your deathbed well, you look back yeah. like there was no sort of moment to where this was stands out in your life I think they were just like meant, their destiny was to be an NPC. Their destiny was to be an NPC. So they were meant to just sit and like go through life. Cause here's the thing, you can't have main characters if you don't have NPCs. Everybody can't be a Correct. main character. No, but I think, I think it's a decision. I can't be cool as fuck if other people are cool as fuck. I think everybody's met with a decision. I think there's a point in everyone's life where you experience a crossroads. And, and well, decide. maybe not so much a crossroads because a crossroads would force you to make a decision. I think when you're, you're in a position where an opportunity presents itself. So this is my take on that. Mm -hmm. What are these people that are just dumb? There are people that are dumb. There are, there are great Because I talk to a lot of like successful people. They're right. all pretty sharp. Yeah. But then I talk to some people and they're just dumb. But there's willful dumbness and then there's just like regular, I guess, dumbness. Because <laughs> there's some people who, who are like, let's say, uh, what, what is the, uh, the blue pill? Uh, um, ignorance is bliss. Right. There's some people who will choose to, you know, be complacent and for all intents and purposes, be dumb. Right. Who just not they never really think for themselves. Kind of is everything is secondhand. Take on a personality of whatever right. somebody they may admire or whatever the case may be, like move wherever the wind blows kind of people. And there's other people who just they, they, they just no form of thought like in their mind or anything like that. Do you think that's like training though? Do you think that's the world programming them and training them? Yes. Because people are programmable, we talked about it. And, and the same way that you domesticate animals, right? Mm -hmm. you, you have these wolves that were tough and strong and you just fed them, you took care of them. They're like, mm -hmm. man, it's nice here. I don't want to be 
out there in the wild hunting and stuff, I'd rather be taking care of these humans. And now you have these little tiny poodles like my dog who can't even fucking drink tap water, you know? That's so it's like, <laughs> it's like they do the same thing to humans. You see humans and they, they get domesticated. Mm -hmm. They get domesticated where they are so comfortable where they're at. They'd rather not think. They'd rather have a warm meal instead of get their own, earn their keep. Um, so how do you avoid that programming for someone? Yeah, to avoid it, to avoid the programming. Here's the way I see it, right? It's, let's say I'm a, I'm a billionaire and I want right. to program people. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck is going to win? If I'm a billionaire and I do this and there's a, someone, there's a victim in the street, they're kind of helpless to my programming because I'm, way, I'm, way, I'm levels above them. So I'm a billionaire, I'm, I'm someone that controls the world. Mm -hmm. I'm the Illuminati, mm -hmm. I'm the globalist elite, right? And I see a population, I'm like, I'm gonna domesticate this population. What can they do to prevent that? They can't really do nothing. Because at that point, they're competing against someone that's fucking light years beyond Correct, them. but monetarily you have that. But I think if you're somebody who has a, um, some sort, like you have an honor system, or you have a high level of, uh, or I shouldn't say high level, but you have morals. You have certain sort of non-negotiables. I think if you now came in and you tried to program the people who are very strict in how they want to live their life, they would be able to escape. But those who are either you'll bend to whatever will is opposed to you, mm -hmm. they'll immediately be domesticated. It's, it's almost like, like it's the like, Matrix. Yeah, it's like selling. Yeah. It's like selling a product. So when you do marketing, right? You yeah. show your you show your ad, your mm -hmm. your propaganda, your marketing to a hundred people. Let's say 80 of them buy, 20 of them naturally are not gonna buy. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing when you program someone with, with morals or values, or however you wanna program, you could program them to be NPCs. Um, yeah, it's interesting, because then it makes you think like, damn, is it really people's fault that they're NPCs, or is it, are they just getting the short end of the stick? See, that's the interesting thing, because I've always wondered, like in the mind of an NPC, right? Because there's really no, there, I can't say there's no <laughs> so, way to identify. It's just empty. But like, it's just em like you're just going through the motions or whatever. Yeah. But my thing has always been like, do you have any form of ambition? Do you have anything outside of your day-to-day -day that you would like to accomplish? Is there anything that you would like to do? Like, is, Granted, not everybody's going to live the exact same life. Everybody has different sort of goals, whatever right. the case may be. But do you never feel bizarre that it's like, all right, you get this three-week total vacation per year. You're making, you know, average particular kind of salary. You're navigating just through life and everything is just flowing. But there, there's almost, you never get too high. You never get too low. You're just in the middle. You're like right. an in the middle kind of person. You never have any aspiration to say, yo, what if I just took a risk and went there. Even if you yeah. go down and you fail, at least you know, all right, it never worked out. Right. But there's a lot of people just coast throughout the entire life. It's easy. It's easy. So it's easy. I'd love to talk to someone who's like, let's just say, I don't want to say deathbed, but you're up there in age. Like you're completely past And it. you're like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? What, what can you, if you could talk to your younger self, what would you say? Do you have any regrets? Are you happy with how you live I your think life. people live and they die with those regrets though because here's the thing we, we have old people I look at old people um, and there's two types mm -hmm. there's the old people that are just so happy and jolly I'm like okay you lived a good life but then you have the old people that are just cranky mm -hmm. it's like nah you at some point in your life you got fucked over because there's no reason for you to be this fucking miserable at this old age right you know? some people who have erectile dysfunction but they were teenagers when they got it. it's a bad time to live that kind of life I'd that's crazy that. I'd hate that called me limpy or something like that life's not too good whoa yeah hey you can't doesn't get up there what you gonna do you know
How does that work? How's, uh, it's just the blood doesn't flow? You have bad blood flow? I have no clue, but I don't want to find out. Interesting, because I've taken, so here's the thing, I've taken the erectile dysfunction medication. I didn't need it. Erectile dysfunction medication? Like, like Viagra. Viagra? Yeah. Oh, why did you just say Viagra? <laughs> no, because now there's, a, there's like Cialis and Blue Chew and like they have like, yeah, right, right, it's right, like right. no longer just Viagra. Viagra was the yeah, main brand. Yeah, there's a, a bunch, bunch. yeah, there's a bunch. And there's a bunch. I took it, but like, that's just for like extra, that's for like, you got to lay it down, you know? That's when- They're supposed to give it extra pump. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that like, you know when you're a kid, because when I was a kid, I would always listen to like those Chris Brown songs. Yeah. I'm like, when I lose my virginity, I'm gonna be like that, right? But then I lost my virginity. It was like three minutes, and I'm Damn. like, I'm like, I'm like, how does Chris Brown do that? So as an adult, you start to learn, mm-hmm. and I'm like, some days, obviously, uh, you can have regular sex, or there's some days where it's like, Shh, pop out the Viagra, let's fucking, let's do this. It's like a, it's like, it's like a pre-workout. It's like a pre-workout, but the workout is sex. So who gets the pill, you or her? And you say pop out the Viagra, who goes to get well, the me. pill? Oh, you would go get the pill, all right, fair enough. You know, they do have women's pills too. It's women's like a, Viagra? A, yeah. Well, no, it's a, I think it's a, uh, it's like a stimulant to get them more into like the- Like that zone. rhino like gas a, station a, pill? Something like that. I think it's a, uh, what do you call it, uh, pussycat pill? Something That's like that. That's the gas station yeah. pill? Somebody told me this two weeks ago. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, I ain't nobody doing that. that for, listen, as someone that owns a supplement company, I can tell you those are just scams. Yeah, it's either placebos or it will make but you scared. But Viagra actually just gets your blood flow going. Right, that's right. That's like, that's like, used to be prescription. Mm-hmm. Um, now everything's over the counter. Anybody yeah, could but, go but like, get it. You know, like, how does that, because even sometimes with that, I'd be like, I don't, I don't really, understand the, how this works with people. Hmm. I don't understand how people don't get hard, it's weird. It's just, just fucking, like you can't handle blood flow? Like you can't control your blood flow? What's going on here? Maybe, I don't know, you can say that to people with asthma. You can't breathe without can't assistance. Breathe. Yeah, it's wild. But it makes you, it makes you wonder, because even what, what, it's a shame that you had to deal with that uh, three minutes. Oh, that's a com- <laughs> I, I had a joke about that when I was doing stand-up. I think I called it a uh, commercial dick. That's what it was. Commercial yeah, dick? What it, does like, that mean? Three minutes? Like, oh. I think you're watching a show, three minutes, it's a commercial. You come back, commercial dick. Got yeah. it. Yeah, one of my worst, my, my worst session I've ever had when I engaged in quotal behavior. That's some commercial dick. Never heard back from a two-week, one-night stand. How old are you? Very shame. Uh, um, this was 24? I think I was 24 at the time. How old are you now? Uh, 29. <laughs> 29. Yeah, I think about it still because you, you never want to have a bad performance that's out there. And I think it was just because I didn't have enough time. Uh, you know what's you crazy? Know? Sometimes I I'm, maybe I'm a fucking asshole. Sometimes I don't care. Sometimes I'll just like nut quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'll give zero fucks. Uh, it depends on the city. Cause I, <laughs> what's that, what's I, that meme? The, the meme is like, it's like, She's like, did you just come? Yeah, bitch, I came to my senses. Get out. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you, what do you know? Hey, it, 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 it happens. It happens. It's, everybody has their, their moment of selfishness, I think, because uh, ultimately for me, it's, it's like a burden of performance, there, well, no, I guess, for me. There's actually a story. There was, mm-hmm. there was one girl one time. I was young. I was really young. I was like 21. And she was just like holding off. Like she was really just not letting me sleep with her. And I had to go on like, I, I want to say like, seven or eight dates. Mm-hmm. At some point I was just so far, I was so far in, and I already knew she, like I knew she was interested in me because like she would kiss me and like, we would mm-hmm. make out. We never had sex. But I was so far in that I'm like, fuck, if I give up now, I'm never gonna sleep with this girl. Ah. So I have to just play the long game. Yeah, make it, so make we're it there, the, like yeah. this was like yeah. eight or nine dates, bro. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I finally got to sleep with her, I was, I didn't want it anymore. At some point I didn't even want it, but I was like, I just need to do this to fucking, mm-hmm not waste my time. I'm like too invested in this already. I gotta get it done. Get out. So I remember the thrill it, was of the like, chase. it was one of those commercial dick moments. 
But after that, I was like, all right, cool, I'm done. I've never talked to her ever again. <laughs> ever again. Did she try to talk to you? Yeah, 100%. But Damn. I was like, I was just kind of like, man, you made me wait all that time. Like, it lost, okay. It's like you get a meal, nice mm -hmm. meal, smells good. You're like, this smells oh. amazing. I can't wait to enjoy this fucking meal. It's gonna mm -hmm. be so good. But it's sitting there, and then it's starting to get cold, and the aroma's gone, it's not mm -hmm. as fresh anymore, and you're kind of like, man, I don't want this. I wanted this 20 minutes ago. I wanted this eight dates ago. I don't want this fucking meal no more. Fair enough. That so, happens. That happens. But this, I feel like it's a normal thing. I feel like guys oh, are yeah, like, No, no, no. That's, it's completely normal. It's like moments in which you have to strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. And then there's, there's a lot of times in which, like, you could try to prolong something, right. but then the longer that you prolong, it's like, I get to know you a bit more, and I don't really like you as much as I did. Yeah. So I was much more invested before. Like, had we done this then, then it I could have maybe tolerated you know yeah. the type of person that you are after the fact but then now that i waited this long i'm only here for the sex right the sex is done well got what i needed go by my, go by my day so now that we talk about sex what do you think npcs like with the npcs how do their sex lives go you know and i mean what how are we yeah, yeah, I think that's how we can determine. So, no, well, NPCs, I think when I look at NPCs, I'm like, you are not outstanding at all. You have zero okay. distinguishing features. I look at you. Mm -hmm. I love my vocabulary is getting better talking to you. But when you look at an NPC, they have no distinguishing features. They're not extraordinary at all. They're literally completely normal. And you're like, what makes you special? If I was a, a person, let's say mm -hmm. um, it's a girl, right? Or girls, it's harder with girls because guys go based off looks. But let's say it's a guy. He has no distinguishing features. I look at a guy and I'm like, why would a girl ever choose you? Mm -hmm. You know, that's, in my opinion, that's what, what an NPC is. Okay. It's like, and they have no, like, spunk. Because here's the thing. If a guy has, like, some, like, flavor to him, like, he could be broke. Doesn't have, like, when I say NPC, I'm not talking about broke people. I'm mm -hmm. not talking about, like, fat people. I'm talking about people that, are, like, have, are those things, but they also have no personality on top of it. Right. Uh, it's like a it's like a blank character. It's like a creative yeah. character with no attributes. Yeah, like like okay. no yeah. So like these types of people and like you talk to them and they're boring. Mm -hmm. um, when I think NPC, that's what I think. Okay. So got you. With these types of people, are like are they? How's their sex life go? Like what is that? What does I that look like? How do they it's, date? It's How do they on date? par with the way that they live their life. How do they date? What are those dates like? NPC-ish. Like, what is that? Like, what is an NPC date, though? Give me, all right. I would we assume, can all brainstorm. I, I think NPC dates. as bait, because you see how the conversation revolved around dating seems very redundant. Yeah. Like, when people talk about whether it be, like, body count. Right. Or whatever the case may be. And everything is kind of just laid out to where anybody who's been on dates, anybody who's gone out, like, anybody, oh yeah, you're like, I would never, like on a consistent, or I should say you perform at a higher level, you would never have those kinds of conversations. So I would right. assume that's probably what that their sex life may be. It's just fair. a very circular type of conversation, date, performance in the bedroom. I think it's just, everything's just very complacent. Because there, there's, what is it for women? Like 70, 71% don't orgasm or something like that. I'd assume mm -hmm. they're sleeping with NPCs. So, so that's the statistic we use to track NPCs. Maybe. 71% of... Hey, um, did your girl come? No? NPC. Yeah. That must be what you are. Hey, man, I've been an NPC a couple times in my yeah. day. You feel me? Hey, not everybody's going to shoot 100% from the field. <laughs> you got to just make sure that you're, you're, you're either... Uh, you know what's funny? It's funny we talk about this because a lot of guys be like, man, I'll lay it down. I'm laying down. I'm like, you obviously don't get pussy. Yeah. Because if you did, you would not be talking like, man, I'll lay it down every time. Yeah. Every time I'm like, bro... You never, you never have to, you should never vouch for yourself. 
Yeah. Your partner should bounce. You should have some referral. Right. Referrals. Right. You should get some referral yeah. business. You yeah. Know? You never, never, never. You never speak on on your own. Have her speak on your behalf. Well, like that's that's the thing, right? Like when you look at it, um, when you do the easiest types of dates are like the ones that were you have mutual friend. Yeah. Everything like that, it just kind of works out. I had a I had a friend. This is completely unrelated. This is where I kind of learned about women from. Dude was a thug. Served a couple years. Ah. I had never seen this before, but he he legit just taught me my game. He made me a sexy beast, cause dude. Uh, so this dude, his name was Alex. Shout out Alex. I don't know if he's. I don't know where he's at at this <laughs> point in the world. Might be back in. But this dude Alex, he he went. He was in jail. Had like two baby mothers. Damn. Yeah. Tattoos all over. Yeah. Kind of long hair. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. Dude wasn't necessarily bright. Probably kill me for saying that if he ever saw mm -hmm. me. He'd go to my house and murder me. But <laughs> Alex. You're smart, but he wasn't necessarily the brightest. So I look at this and I'm like, growing up, they, people always tell you this is not what girls want. Girls right, don't want right. guy with multiple baby mamas, yeah. uh, not educated, mm -hmm. been to jail. Yep. But this dude got so much pussy. Right. I have never seen a man talk to a woman, and it could be anybody, and we yep. were selling cars together, but he would just talk to women and they would just giggle, like, ah, like just yep. giggle so much mm -hmm. when they talk to him. And the way he would turn it on, right? Like he would just, be dumb and girls would find it so like cute and funny uh good exa good example we're having a conversation <laughs> yeah, 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 that. that happens good example this dude we were talking about something and we're like bro i'm a connoisseur someone said that and it was a conversation guys girls like a group of people were there someone's like i'm a connoisseur at this and then he goes this guy Alex goes uh a connoisseur isn't that a bird wow <laughs> Wow. And they're like, that's a condor fool. But we said, isn't that a bird? Literally all the girls just start dying, yeah. laughing. Mm -hmm. Right? And they would all just want to like talk to him, get to know him. Was he good looking? He wasn't even necessarily super good looking. This is what he made probably it. just had the charisma about it was, him. He was just like funny and energetic. And I think uh, he had this like goofy. Yeah, he was like goofy, dumb. Confident. Like, goofy, dumb, comp but he was confident. Like okay. he would do backflips on cement and stuff. Got you. He was just like goofy and dumb, but like super confident, very masculine guy. Like he would be done. A vibe, as they would say. No, because he he'd been in jail, so he right. was like kind of like hot headed. Okay. But for for like with women, he wasn't hot headed, but with guys, he was just super like aggressive mm. or like anytime a guy called him out, I was like, what the fuck you saying to me, bro? Mm -hmm. But with girls, he's just like dumb. He's like a condo. Isn't that a bird? Like he's stupid. I remember, mm. and I steal all of his moves to this day. I, I like not to. I have a girlfriend. You now, studied him. Yeah, I studied. I literally studied him because we were friends. I would hang out with him. Yeah. And uh, I remember we were at a bowling alley. We went to a bowling alley. People invited some like girls and stuff. And he he's sitting here like with this girl, and he would just stare like he would stare them down like, "Yo, what's up?" Like he would just be like this super just like mat like Mac Daddy like swagged out dude. Yeah. And this girl's gonna bowl, and he goes, "Hey, listen." If you like, and he's been flirting with her the entire day. She's like, fucking leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Like she was like, kind of like pushing him away, but he, he knows the game. So he goes, listen, if you hit one pin, I'll leave you alone forever. Mm -hmm. And then like, he says it exactly like that. And the girl's like, Psh, okay, misses all the pins. Damn. <laughs> and he walks off, he's like, listen. He's like, listen, I forgot the girl's name, but listen, you can't make it more obvious than that. I know you want me. And like, mm -hmm. sure enough, this girl ends up like, Going home with that. Yeah, I guess it's time. just he had he has a quiet. I can't say quiet confidence, but must have had a confidence about him and a presence per se. It's like a pre like women women like that like not know it all, just good time, funny guy. Like that's what it is. So this guy literally just taught me everything about that. I realize I'm like women don't want because women say I want a I want a guy that 
that makes six figures and I want him to be super proper and I want him to be emotional and I want him to, like, they, they have this list, laundry list of things. It's, it's a creation within their own mind. This that fucking dude exist. had two baby mamas, yeah. been to jail, yeah. and he was, women fucking loved him. Ain't that interesting? Because I've always found it funny when you look at the numbers, because women, there's more women than men. And then you look at the selectable men that get selected. Right. And you can see all of these. Do- How is it that this guy makes it to baby mom number six, number seven? More often than not, you're not in a scenario where you didn't know there was other right. baby mothers. So how is it that you Became chose them? Baby number number six. Rather than like that, that that's always it's been the one that I've always found so interesting. I tell I tell everybody this. Women like drug dealer archetypes. That is the archetype, drug dealer. And I say drug dealer in this way. Uh, no, this this they like the drug dealer archetype. They don't like drug dealers, but they like the archetype. And this is what I mean by the archetype. Uh, a guy that makes a lot of money. Okay. Doesn't talk about what he does. Okay. Mysterious. If a guy makes a lot of money, but he's like, I'm an entrepreneur. I do. I, I'm in tech. Girls like fucking boring loser. Mm. But if he, if he makes a bunch of money, doesn't talk about what he does, is really fun, really like easygoing, and is willing to spend money. That's kind of like drug dealers. Think about all the drug dealers. They just spend money because they're, they're not going to put it in the bank. So they just have all the cash. It's a lifestyle. It. Yeah. So it's like it's like women like these these drug dealer. Archetypes. On top of that, these guys are like the most fun because entrepreneurs—they're not fun. Yeah, because I can tell you, I can tell grind. you from experience. I'm in my work zone. I'm fucking boring. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, redundant. Yeah, it's redundant. Like you, redundant. you just do your business. Yeah, and there's no right? action. I think a lot of a lot of times you could have moments in which the women will be um, attracted to the thrill yeah, of right. everything. Like, because let's just say you were with a. Uh, a mafioso type person it's just right. constant shootouts or whatever you're living in danger right i would assume well anybody with brent would assume that is not the type of life that one would want to live but because of the i guess the excitement factor the excitement. you don't know what's coming next right Maybe, i don't know it's very interesting it's, it's unpredictable yeah there's no it's there's unpredictable no. so they women like that that drug dealer archetype they don't want a drug dealer that's not what i'm saying i'm saying women like that like aura, danger. that danger. danger, that aura. But because drug dealers, it's not, no, because they don't like criminals. They're like right. drug dealers specifically because if it was just danger, it's not cool. But the danger when you would... put the money with it, yeah, it's like danger and money. That's where kind of like they, they Cause like. Because I think it, it depends on the type of like, because I, I do think there's a criminal element because let's just say if you're a racketeer Right. Or something like that. The money component plays a role because I think that's what makes it tolerable. I think right. if you remove the money factor, but then you keep the same sort of, well, you have the experience. Well, the, the vibe is there, but there's no money that's attached to it. Um, the, the violence or, or, or not necessarily violence, but I sh- the danger exists there, but there's no money. The women wouldn't tolerate that. I think right. now if you, ha- you add the money element, but there's a certain percent, there's, there's an archetype of, uh, archetype of woman that likes that kind of lifestyle. So it because ver- there's a percentage of women who stay completely away from oh, it. Yeah, yeah. And then there are those who I think are on the fringe. And then those who are super into it always happen to, you know, go in that direction towards that particular kind of drug dealer archetype. So I, I get think what the you're hot ones, I think the hot ones all kind of go there. Probably because there's a certain sort of thing that they're looking for. Fair. So. But I think Fair. it's always, it ends up not being a good situation for any of them, right? Because I think women like this stuff in a short term. Yes. And then when it comes to be, like, when it becomes, when it comes to, like, having a family, 
It's like, yeah, that guy probably got loads of pussy, but well, no, he's I think probably very lonely. It's not sustainable. It's yeah. not sustainable. And also, those women are like, oh, this guy is awesome. He's so dangerous. Yeah, fuck me. But then they're like, do I want to really get into a mortgage with this guy? Right. But well, the, no, the unfortunate. What, what, I, what I think, though, I think the women look at these types of guys and they're like, I want to change these types of guys. Yeah, that's right. too. That's, right. So they look at them. They're like, them. they're like, he's getting a bunch of pussy. I want to be the one that he stays with forever. Yeah. 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 Say I and can change him. I can change him. And I've changed. I think it's ultimate. I I've changed him. Maybe that. Right. But then I think the problem is, is um, especially as it pertains to, let's just say you mess around and have the child by them, is you don't have that epiphany of, oh, this person's a bad fit until, you know, there's much more baggage than like, since yeah. existed. I think right? maybe it's like, fuck, uh, this person is definitely not a right fit. I hope I'm not pregnant by him. And then you're like, oh, fuck. And then I'm you pregnant. find out you're pregnant. <laughs> oh, or now I have to change it. Right. Or there's like, the, you get those good lies that's told to you of, all right, cool. You find out that you're pregnant. They may seem excited or yeah. whatever the case may be. And then bam, prison or bam, death. Or maybe they, they're so more addicted to the game <laughs> of dealing outside or whatever sort of nefarious activity they're doing versus being at home. And then now you're just sitting there like, wait, I was promised yeah. this particular kind of lifestyle but i didn't get it despite all of the red flags that just so happened to be there yeah i think for me what it was too so that's why i don't even think you necessarily have to be a drug i'm not telling people be a drug dealer bitches will like you that's not it, right. what it is at all it's more so like because i i remember seeing him i shaped my entire like personality after that mm -hmm. it's like i want to be a drug dealer personality without being an actual drug dealer mm -hmm. so i wanted to have money i wanted to be capable of violence Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like uh, adventurous, almost like exciting guy. Uh, and I think my life completely changed too. As soon as I, I did that, like women liked me way more. I'm like, wow, this is not, because in the beginning, I, as a kid, I was, I was very logical about my approach to women. I would just be like, I'm going to be nice to her and she's going to like me. I'm going to show her that I'm smart and she's going to like me. Because that's like what it is, right? I didn't have a father figure. And I realized at a very quick rate that like, that's not what it was. You gotta, you gotta mm -hmm. just be a drug dealer. <laughs> you gotta just be a drug dealer. I think there was, there, there's definitely a level of confidence that exists as well. Because on the flip side, you would have to look at it from the male perspective too. Yeah. Because of although the goal was necessarily like, all right, I'm gonna go and court all of these ladies. I'm gonna get my roster going, and I'm gonna marry all of these women. No. You right. just wanted to sleep with these girls and move on with the rest of your, you know, your life. So then on the flip side, you could look at it now with hindsight being 2020, like, although the experience must have been amazing, but are any of these women, women that you'd really want to settle down with? Have, let's say you have children. Would you tell like your daughter, hey, you should be like this, this woman. Would you tell your son, hey, you should date a woman like this? More often than not, no, because the, the people who are attracted to that kind of explosive, destructive kind of lifestyle, more often than not, they're almost the other side of the same coin. Right. Because the same way that you're, you love that drug dealer archetype, that drug dealer ar archetype loves that like gold diggerish kind of, you know, empty kind of woman where everything's based on. But condition. I always think you could manufacture it because I feel like I've manufactured it because I'm a, I'm not a pussy anymore. Maybe yeah. I'm actually becoming a drug dealer, but um, <laughs> I, mean, hey, I used to be drugs. very afraid of stuff. But then the second I started like embracing that like archetype, um, I'm still not that guy though. I'm not like a street dude. I'm not a gangster mm -hmm. like that. You know, this guy was actually a street dude. I'm not really a G like that, but I, I can, I like manufactured it. So to build attraction, I feel like. So people would be like, okay, I like this. 
It know? could be self-esteem, just confidence all around. Because I think it, uh, uh, and even uh, like assertiveness. Because there's certain sort of like docile kind of traits that naturally as children, because there's some kids who come out of the womb and they're just immediately ready for all the smoke, whatever the case may be. And they have that natural confidence. But I think as we all age, you know, we develop different sort of kind of traits that's, you know, conducive to success. Because a lot of those very traits that you were able to use when you were selling cars in an effort to get women, you can now apply that into business and it's gotten to you to where you're at now. Fair. Because when I was young and I was going through um, elementary, junior high, high school, I wasn't always like, all right, man, I'll come, I'll be uh, um, confrontational. I was never like that. More often than not, I would back down because I was more fearful of what would happen if I make it back home and disappointed my father than to engage in the fights. It wasn't until I had went to college that I really started to deal with confrontation. Well, at the tail end of my high school days is when I actually started to deal with confrontation because at that point I'm like you know what I can't just keep sitting over here and not like I don't want to say pull the trigger per se but I I, I can't just be there letting things happen and I don't yeah. stand up for myself because I thought what kind of adult would I want to be what, what would an honorable you know man mean. look like yeah and then I said all right what's how can I become that there was certain sort of traits that I would have to activate so then all right how do I operate when I'm at home why do I not do that when I'm outside What's the difference? If you're incredibly confident when you're by yourself, but now you're insecure when you're around people, there's an issue. So what's the issue? Identify what that is and then immediately fix it. Mm -hmm. So then I just went through this entire period of just trying to identify where do I lack? What don't I you know, excel at? Why does that happen? Where does that stem from? Then I'm like doing, I'm the person doing the math equations, like Zach Galifianakis, with all the, 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 uh, the equations popping out. Like, all right, what has to be fixed? How can I change this? And then when I became an adult, I look back like, oh, I understand it now. So a lot of times, I guess, with, to tie this all back to the NPCs, for them, it's like there's never that moment in which it's like, hey, I could, I could crack out of this. Because I think there's, a, you know, not that we've been talking about it for a little bit, I think there are probably thoughts of, hey, you know, my life is kind of, common to everybody there's nothing distinguished you know about me so it makes me think maybe that does happen but they're just afraid to take the risk fair yeah that's why i hear about a lot of people they say i'm afraid it's no there's two excuses two main excuses for npcs i'm afraid or i'm trying mm -hmm. i'm trying i'm like you're not trying hard enough some shit you're not doing there's a nipsey hustle video i fucking love it mm -hmm. uh, i've been listening to nipsey hustle a lot this week because i've been in my beast mode hey, but you're a big la guy uh, <laughs> yeah big la guy but uh, Nipsey Hussle, there was a guy, he's like, man, he's like, Nipsey's like, yo, you got social media? He's like, I'm trying, man. He goes, trying? It's free. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying? It's so it's like, it's like, most people are like, I'm trying. I'm like, you're not trying. Because mm -hmm. most of the time, there's lots of ways to make money. It's very fucking easy. And not only that, it's like, there's, it's easy to get in shape. It's easy to make money. I don't want to say it's easy. It's simple. Mm -hmm. And you know yeah, what you have to do? That's the best terminology to put it. Very simple. Because a lot of people just don't have that discipline. And I think that's that's the one thing that's separating um, those NPC or lower level individuals from those who are higher in Excel. Because for whatever reason, it, it's it's very bizarre to me. Like especially with let's say exercise, when you could look in the comment section of somebody who's in incredible shape, and you see people, man, I don't know where to start. I don't know what. But have you started? Motherfucker, most people say exactly. Yeah. Most people just say, oh, hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. But are you? Because if it's a matter of, all right, you're working out, but you have a terrible diet, Google exists. 
what are you eating? Is it healthy for you? Because if you're in a caloric deficit, you're constantly exercising, you're sleeping well, you're mm -hmm. drinking your water, there's no possible way that you're not gonna mess around and get in shape. It's impossible. Right. You're right. doing everything, it's, it's, it's impossible. But if you're doing something that's incorrect, now if you don't know you're doing something that's incorrect, that's one thing. But if you're doing stuff, you recognize, hey, this not being, my problem's not being solved, but rather than make an adjustment, you just keep doing the same thing. Isn't that what insanity is defined as? Doing the same thing yeah. over and over and over, expecting a different result? Yeah. Like, it, that's, that's the portion that I, I, I just can't wrap my mind And it's over. wild because it's so easy to make money. I posted this on my story today, uh, how, how easy it is to make money on the internet now. TikTok just rela released this new program, this creativity program, and they're paying like a thousand bucks to get a million views. Mm. Not a lot by any means, but let's say I'm broke. I'm 18 years old, broke, Working a minimum wage job. Is it any, any, anything gets a minute? I think the video has to be over a minute. To okay, qualify. got you, got you. Uh, but here's an example of this. There was kids that, that's been editing my videos. And keep in mind, these videos have gone viral already. Mm -hmm. But he's just re-editing them in his style, taking the footage, re-cutting re it up. And one video got 2 million views. On this feed, there's a, uh, the feed has like the channel, the, the little TikTok account he opened up, has like freaking 6, 7 million views. Mm -hmm. It's like $7,000 from just sitting at your computer editing stuff. I guarantee that's more than you can make at a job. Yeah. Most jobs, mm -hmm. right? Just to, to cook, cook up like that. So it's wild how easy it is and how many different possibilities there are to do this stuff. And they, people don't do it. And even the willingness to go and search. Because like, if you go online, you type in how to make money. A bunch of different things pop up. Then choose one. Choose one, educate yourself on it, just learn, learn yeah. to trade. A lot of people just try a bunch of different things. Like, all right, I'll try this and then I'll try. Th You're giving like 10% to each business model. Yeah. At least master one, go 100% and if you fail and completely suck, you know you did everything that you could. Don't yeah. be in a situation where it's like, all right, well, they say that if, if I do social media marketing, I could get rich, great. Oh, but wait a minute, I could try e-com. Oh, well, okay, I'll try a little bit of e-com, wait a minute. They have ads over here. Let me try to do some ads. Oh, man, that's not working. Maybe I could do Airbnb. Oh, yeah, I'm trying Airbnb. Boy, that looks good. Trucking looks very attractive. You can't just keep doing a bunch of things. Try well, to master one. They switch because it's not as easy as they thought. So exactly. Like, else. Yeah, man. It's hard. I feel like at this point we're like beating a dead horse because I feel like every, every episode turns into us yeah. talking about this. Yeah. So I feel like we said it so much, but it's like, bro, what the fuck else... Are we supposed to talk about like this? Because you can't, you, it's, 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 it's almost impossible to escape, because you see it so often, right? Because in, in both of our business models, you come across people who want to either get into entrepreneurship or people who want to do their own business because you're, us both being entrepreneurs in different sort of aspects, with you're more primarily towards business, I'm more primarily entertainment. But in both of them, we're both in a situation where we're free. Yeah. Right. You wake up whatever time you want to wake up. You travel wherever the hell you want to travel. You do whatever, whatever, whatever the hell you, it is that you want to do. People want to live in that particular kind of lifestyle. But with that being the case, the fact that most aren't willing to do the work is crazy. Yeah. I'll never understand it. Hell, even David being a producer, like you're, you're in a spot where you, you, you wake up, you edit, you do what you got to do, but you're your own guy. You do whatever the hell you want. Right? People probably go into school and, man, I want to be like where, where Dave is at or whatever. Okay, great. Thanks. Are you willing to do the work? This is what you have to do. Oh, boy, that seems kind of hard. Well, what, what do you think is going to happen? Why, why, why do you think life is supposed to be like a layup? Like it's a layup line yeah. and it's, everything's easy. So that's why they opt into the MPC. Because let's say, let's say you're born 
mm -hmm. and God gives you two paths. They're like, hey, there's this path. This is going to be really fucking hard. You're going you're gonna to cry a lot. You're going to feel alone. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel isolated. You're going to have to work when all your other friends are having fun. Or there's this other path where you get to hang out with people all day and you and your friends get to do stuff and you don't have to use your brain at all. Mm -hmm. Choose your path. And some people are like, hmm, it's good. Let me take this one versus the other one. Right? It's, like, it's like saying, a, or a, maybe an easier, simplified version. Hey, do you want a million dollars in two years or do you want 50 grand today? That's funny. I was legit thinking the exact same thing just now. Yeah, do you want 50 the grand same today? Scenario, yeah. Or That's do you want a million dollars in two years? Mm -hmm. And people are like, 50 grand a day. They might not say, like if you ask them that question, they'll be like, a million dollars. Yeah. But if you presented them with the, oh, you said, or maybe I give you a million dollars in two years, right? There's a 99% chance you get a million dollars in two years. They're still going to choose the 50 grand. And you know what's funny is, because um, I was legit about to go there myself, because the people who say they'll take the money today, more often than not, they'll say, oh, I'll take that money today because I'll be able to flip it. The same thing that's necessary to flip 10 into 100, 100 into 1,000 is the same thing necessary to flip the million. If you can't flip what you have right now, there's no way you're going to flip that amount of money because mm -hmm. you're going to do the same thing that everybody else who done went bankrupt, who went broke, what they all did. Do you see this? There's a viral Jay-Z video. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? Um, of, uh, with, oh, when he was talking about giving Kevin um, his cousin. Yeah, yeah. yeah Kevin he's like, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you have money, yeah. like I go to Thanksgiving and my cousin asked me for 4,800 bucks because yeah. it's a million dollar play. Yeah. And bro, you would be, you might not get these because you're in the YouTube space, but because I do entrepreneurship vocally, all of my fucking DMs, hey, do you invest in people's businesses? Mm -hmm. Bro, I got this, I got this billion dollar opportunity oh. for you. And it's like, dude, if you can't make a million dollars on your own, what makes you think you can make a billion dollars? Yeah. You know what happens yeah. if I give you money? You fucking, let's say people, and here's the thing, people always say, bro, give me 10 grand, I'm gonna flip it. Mm -hmm. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna give you 10 grand, you're gonna fucking lose it, and a month later, you're going to be like, bro, give me another 10 grand, I can flip it. It's mm -hmm. a fucking black hole. Yeah. And you're always going to lose money. Because if you can't manage, the, there's a saying, I don't know if this is biblical or if this was just a, one of these gurus. But there's a saying and it goes, um, those who can, who can manage a little, uh, th those who can't manage a little can't manage a lot. Something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's true. If, if you can't flip a dollar to $10, good luck fucking making a million. And I saw the backlash of that video. And I myself said, when I listened to it, if you can't understand what it is that he's trying to say, then you're the very person that he's talking about. Because they did the math of, well, if he is worth $2.5 billion, this is like, yeah. is equivalent to a dime. Yeah, but what that. you don't recognize is, all right, cool, I'll give you this $4,800. You go and try the business model, you fail. Okay, cool, I'll just come back, take another 4,800, because it's nothing to you. But and, you don't have the mindset and to the, go and the flip it. The thing is too, it's like, that $4,800 is better spent with me. Exactly. Why the fuck would I give it to you so you could lose it? Mm -hmm. I'm proven, I, you give me 4,800 bucks, I'll turn it into 100 grand. You, on the other hand, you're not proven. Let My alone, money. have you ever even tried to? Because the no funniest money, thing yeah. about it is, if you could do that with $4,800, you can get a line of credit for that, like that. The bank, yeah, so here's the thing. If the banks can't trust you, why the fuck would I trust you? Exactly. Exactly. Because people don't take into account, especially when it pertains to handouts, because they make it seem as if it's not a mm -hmm. handout, but it is. 
because if you came to me with a business model with an entire plan you have you know oh this is going to be a short term this is going to be the long term i'm going to be able to acquire this this is what the profitability will be and you actually come with an entire model and you show that you were attempting to do it or you had at least attempt prior and then you failed or whatever the case is that can be somebody who you might want to hear them out mm -hmm. but if you're just hey man give me the money and i'll make that happen that's craziness or they'll be like this is my idea and it's like cool good for you here's the thing if it was really good mm -hmm. you wouldn't be asking me for money because banks would be begging to give it to you exactly that's one, one thing you're going to realize about the way the world works mm -hmm. if something is genuinely a good idea if it's money to be made banks big institutions will be begging to give you money do you know, you know how many fucking loan offers i get hey Take some money from us. Because yeah. they know they're gonna make fucking money. Mm. I don't even I turn it down. People offer me money, I turn it down because I could use my own money. Yeah. You know, and that's kinda like the, the situation of it all. It's like if it was really a good idea, you wouldn't be asking me. Your bank would be the money would find you mm -hmm. if it was a good idea. If it was a good play, if it was a real thing. So ultimately you have to depend on you. You can't you can't uh, bet your entire future on someone else helping you. Right, right. You can't look for handouts. You, you got to actually be somebody who goes after it on your own. Because at least if you try and fail, you can learn from what caused you to fail, make an adjustment so that you could work towards succeeding. Yeah. But if you're just like, all right, I'm not even going to try anything, but this person can be my sponsor. Because what happens when I give you the 4800 it does not work out, and you carry your life with no shame. You feel like no I don't owe you anything. I just, oh, well, you know, I did what I had to do. I gave it a shot and it didn't work out. But you've got the money, so it's nothing you got to worry about. That's like a dime to you. That's crazy to me. Wow. I, I will never understand how people, because if, let, let's say, because I believe in reciprocity, right? Yeah. We can close with this. I Truly, I, I can't understand the thought process of somebody who doesn't feel like they have to do something reciprocal. Um, when somebody does a good deed. I'm not saying to do something with the intention of getting something back, but let's just say I come over to your place and for whatever reason, I finish eating, I go over to the sink, I notice there's other dishes in there. You never, you don't have to tell me, oh, but I clean the dishes or whatever. But if, let's just say I just thought on my own, all right, well, I'll go and I'll clean the dishes. You come over to my house, you see something maybe, you know, misplaced or whatever the case may be. Most people, or at least, you know, the, the, the people who are, have the right sort of mind would say, okay, I remember this person did this for me. I can do something for you. Right. And we don't have to say, ah, oh, you remember what I did for you, but it's just, I do something for you, you do something for me. I scratch your back, you scratch my back. There's just some people who just want their back scratched. Mm -hmm. and they do nothing, no back scratching for them. They don't yeah. do anything for anybody else. It's just, all right, I just want to be able to receive all of the good things, but then I give nothing. Right. So it's bizarre to me. I don't know. Maybe that's just a matter of karma. Maybe I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It's very no, I love weird. It. Yeah, but nevertheless, it's been another episode of the Assiduous Podcast. Although we never did the intro. We didn't do the but intro. But we can't okay. do the outro. We I got am, into it. It was right, a good right, one. Right. We got into it. But I am the diligent, vigilant, meticulous, sagacious, conscientious, analytical, methodical individual, D. Chisel Donis. He is a serial entrepreneur, the Filipino Prince Tycoon. Renee Lacard. Tycoon. We are not tycoons, but assiduous. Assiduous. Our tycoons. Mm -hmm.